the championship season is over and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. Luke and Pete Jones, Monday the 25th of July, and I do hope you are keeping well. Pete Donaldson with you, uh, joined by Luki Moa, Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Japan, what Japan. about it? Something we didn't get to uh, last week, uh, last Thursday, when we were talking about the old batteries and stuff. Uh, a bloke in Japan uh, has been arrested for um, disposing an unholy amount of batteries in his local canal. This guy, He's right? He's not even emailed into us first. What, say, like, to tell us how many batteries? What brands they were? It just seems like a waste. <laughs> he uh, is a man, um, I think he's Yamagata Prefecture, and I'm doing this all off the top of my bonds because I can't find the email. Uh, but the uh, it wasn't an email, it was a, it was a new this story. Guy. There he is, yeah, that, yeah. that, that guy. He, Kyoto, uh, Kyoto. He was Kyoto, was it? Okay, yeah. so apologies there. He was a man who uh, manages, get this, he gets through 50 batteries a day. <laughs> 50 batteries a day. He's just got... He's setting his ways, Luke. On one, on one sex toy. <laughs> well, he's charging his battery on his phone. I mean, I don't care how low voltage a fucking AA battery is. How are you managing to get through 50? Are you Bitcoin mining? Like, How are you getting through 50 batteries yeah. every single day? Uh, and he was caught throwing them in, 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 the, in, the, in the canal at like 4.30 in the morning. That's where he felt comfortable disposing of his batteries. He jammed 50 of them in a, in a, in a, in a, in a uh, Petta water bottle. Is it Petta? What is the plastic sort of uh, bottle? Um, yeah. Uh, you can call it that if yeah. you want. Uh, the, call like polyurethane. Basically, yeah, a polyurethane um, uh, water bottle. And he's just filled it with AA batteries and he's just hoying them in the canal. And he's yeah. and they've discovered about five or six of these fuckers, and he's like, "That's only a week's worth of his disposals." Fucking hell! And he's just throwing them in the canal. The thing Guys. I the thing I took from the story was that how cheap batteries are in Japan. Uh, apparently, yeah, I think apparently so. they're the equivalent of about fifty p for a pack of twelve. He's probably really double, double A's. Apparently, what? that's not true. Is it? Apparently, you can buy the packs of twelve in hundred yen shops, which are all over Japan. Uh, okay. If you, if, I mean, you'd know better than me. I've not been to Japan. I've been to a hundred yen shop, but I mean, that's insanely, uh, that's cheap. insanely cheap. Yeah. I mean, they cut, I think the problem there is he's bought very cheap ones. Well, the, the, not the, very the, particularly the, good ones. The video, well, that's that's going to be part mm. of it. The video accompanying the story shows a lot of plastic bottles with batteries in them. There's quite a few Panasonics in there. Oh, that's okay. I can really make dues. out. Okay. That's I can make dues. out. Yeah. But what an amazing, um, what an amazing what way to spend your time. <laughs> He's just inconveniencing himself in a massive way, isn't he? Get up at four in the morning. People made the point that, like, you know, pretty much everywhere in Japan, certainly Kyoto, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's, it's it's a big city. Um, you can just go and get like a phone charger, like a like a like a uh, not disposable, but like a rechargeable phone charger from a, a shop. Uh, just get a couple of those, and it's actually cheaper than buying fifty batteries a day. Right. And you said to me once that electric cars are effectively just flo- uh, the floors full of batteries. Floors full of batteries. It's exciting, isn't it? It's, it's kind of odd. I feel like it'd be more. I feel like it'd be more um, advanced than that because I remember. Mm. I think I remember Elon Musk. I think it was Elon Musk talking about how the future of energy for people's homes is just this big battery unit you stick on the wall. 
of your house. Yeah. And if, this if, is a lot of stuff I don't know. At the time when he said that, I didn't know how mad he was. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it felt really interesting to me. Yeah. Because he was saying, like, if you optimize it and all the rest of it, you could just, that could be your. That could be your power for a year, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, there's going to be loads of reasons economically why, while lobbying groups and all the rest of it are going to stop that happening. Mm. But um, I find the fact that he says stuff like that and then basically just chucked a load of batteries on the floor of a car quite disappointing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I yeah. feel like there should be more to it than that. Yeah, I just think they're more fixable, I suppose, if they're modular. And you just, yeah. I mean, am I, can I show you this teardown of a nine volt battery? You know, yeah. the normal, yeah. you know the normal smoke alarm batteries, the ones that you can lick. Yeah. The, lick I know what a nine volt battery is, Pete. I've well, been on the show for a people, while. Other people, other people, people, other people might not know. Yeah. Um, so this guy is chopping apart a uh, nine volt battery. And I don't think you're across what is inside a battery of this of this magnitude. No, I've never seen one inside. It's just four. It's just one, two, three, four, five, six. Triple A's. A little bit smaller than a triple A, but they're just modular. I they're feel just cheated. <laughs> I feel absolutely cheated. That's unbelievable. It's mad, isn't it? So it's basically like the equivalent of six quadruple A's in one little square package. Yeah. Rectangular package. And in some lithium batteries, uh, like s- slightly smaller than double A for like specific purposes, they, 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 they may not be rechargeable or, or not. Uh, these little ones, if you cut them apart, they're just little kind of watch batteries all in serial. This is blowing my mind to pieces. <laughs> so what happens if you cut a little watch batteries and loads of tinier batteries <laughs> in that and they just get smaller and smaller? Yeah. That's fucking unbelievable. Well, I'd like to make it clear that's not the case with the watch batteries, but... <laughs> That would be insane. How do you know? How do I know? I've never caught one apart. You're in the pocket of big yeah, battery, little battery. Right. Uh, Peter, on Thursday's show, we did promise our listeners that today we would do an email special. Okay. We've started with a little couple of bit of battery, a uh, couple of battery stories, which yep. I think is absolutely fine. Cool beans. Uh, but now we're going to get into yep. the email situation. Right, so sweet. hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address if you'd like to be part of one of these sporadic email specials. Okay. We're doing it because we haven't read any emails out for a while because we have had too much stuff to talk about, I suppose. And we are, at our very core, quite undisciplined broadcasters. Uh, So that's why this happens. So I'm going to start off with the first email, Peter. I'm going to read it because it features someone that you don't like. Okay. And I'd like to, obviously, I'd be interested in your reaction to Mm -hmm. this. And we've got some great stuff coming up. But this first one is from Chris, who says, um, Hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, Years ago, you were looking for listeners to share their stories about celebrity encounters in toilets. Mm. It wasn't years ago, was it? That wasn't that long ago, I don't think. Um. And then Chris starts off with a dig. I don't remember this being particularly fertile ground. <laughs> so I didn't send my story in before. But now it's come up again. I thought I'd get in touch. Oh, Thanks, Chris. Um, I I'm lucky. It all takes place in one of Pete's former hangouts, the Groucho. Mm-hmm. You don't go to the Groucho anymore, do I'm you? I'm unrepentant. I've, I put my membership on hold. Never going to go back. It's but I'm con- scared to tell him I'm not going to come back. It's not convenient for you, right? It's not convenient. It's not financially viable. Yeah. Um, and it's full of, bank- uh, full of absolute wankers. Full of wankers. Yeah. Uh, well, well, one less one can. One less one can. Anyway, Chris this has place a... got better. This yeah. <laughs> yeah, atmosphere's changed. Uh, Chris says he was invited along some drinks with a New York art dealer friend and a couple Ooh. of fellow London artists. Um, and then he brackets. Actually, now I remember why I didn't send the story in because it's really poncy and I live in Yorkshire and that sort of thing just doesn't go down well. Now. <laughs> Fair enough. After a few drinks, uh, the call of nature came and I visited the little gentleman's room, all fairly ordinary in function and procedure. However. The gentleman I urinated with allowed me the opportunity to deliver a killer line that I would never get the chance to do again. Once I had returned to the group, I announced with no subtlety, I have just seen cocks in the toilet. (laughs) I received looks of confusion and a little pity, 
And once I had their attention, I continued the sentence. Professor Brian Cox. Too much amusement and mild laughter and a story to tell the grandkids. Thanks for your comforting company and distraction during life's ups and downs, not only during lockdown. Now, Chris, before I get Pete's reaction to this, may yeah. I venture that what you probably should have done to make that joke better right. is just left that out there yeah. and had the bravery and confidence to wait for Brian Cox to come out. Oh, do it in front then, of him. No, and then people would have seen it and they would have made the connection themselves. That that type, you've got to be in the right it's part high risk. of the conversation it's high to risk. be able to jump in there. You've got to be able to deliver the line under pressure. It's higher risk. Yeah, it is. It is it much is. higher risk. What if, the, could... if the waiter comes over and asks yeah. whether you want some twiglets? <laughs> Not now. Not, Not now. now. And he and Brian Cox, of course, could have come out and turned and gone the other way. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't have, wouldn't have landed. So fair enough. He went for the safe option. I yeah. think it's a good story and a good joke nonetheless. But I think it could have he could have shot for the moon there. If you Something slight... Brian Cox would have liked, presumably. Certainly, yeah. His little <laughs> testicles are like two little earths. <laughs> They're all blue and green. Do you still? You've, I remember you having some pretty strong opinions on Professor Brian Cox. I don't know. I just can't be asked with the, with men like him. Just can't be asked. Yeah, I just men like him. What just, do you mean? Just, just clever. Just men who are everywhere all the time doing a, doing everything, and everyone's very excited about them for like they get six months and then they're just everywhere and they never go away. Yeah, youngest ever professor in the UK. Say again. Youngest ever professor in the UK. Good on him. <laughs> Doesn't mean you should get your own TV show. Exactly. Um, exactly. It, it puts me in mind of the comedian, the comedian Bill Burr. Right. Where he talks about this, but he talks about Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's kind of a similar yeah. bit in the yeah, US. Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, I'm not having him. And suddenly, and the guy's speaking, he's like an interview on a podcast or whatever. And the, the host is going, Why aren't you having him? He said, Because. You never see that guy talking to another scientist. He's talking to us fucking idiots. Exactly. He could be saying anything. No one questions him. I've never seen him in a conversation with another actual scientist. And until I do, I'm not listening. And Brian Cox is kind of the same, right? Because he's this public understanding of yeah. science guy. Yeah. And it really cuts to the core of, of how we operate as human beings because really anything we assume to be true and that we accept as true, anything, even stupid shit, like two plus two equals four. Mm. Someone says to you, why? You can't say why. Mm. No, you can't explain it. So you're, in, you're, you're trusting, it's the same with things like climate change or all this other stuff. Of course, like, you know, some people will know it's complete, the, the data behind it, but no one can honestly say generally, the man on the street can't say they know no. the data. Or There's the, a lot of I trust understand. there, isn't Yeah, it? exactly. And so Brian Cox is important for that reason, but that's not why you hated him before. I'll remind you of why you said you hated him before, because you said he looked like he was wearing a death mask of his own face all the time. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's just had a, you know, appealing. A yeah. I'm, I mean, he can't if, help that, though, can he? If you cut, if you cut him in half, though, like just millions of tiny cocks. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It is. There's a couple of tiny cocks in this studio yeah, right it now. Certainly is. Uh, Patrick in South Dakota. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Twin Cities of Minnesota are nicknamed such because of the comparably uh, sized cities of Minneapolis and Saint Paul, about ten miles apart, separated by the Mississippi River. Waza was in St. Paul uh, this weekend to watch uh, uh, DC United uh, play Minnesota United, looking mostly re relieved not to be in court. Uh, Minnesota's standing supporter section is called the Wonder Wall, and they sing Wonder Wall after every home win. It is inexplicable. That's not the word I would use, Patrick, but thank you for your message. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. I wonder what it's, I've never heard of anyone from South Dakota before. I wonder what it's like there. Yeah. South Dakota know, is... Do you know what the famous um, monument in South Dakota is, Pete? Uh, is it like one of those big, giant balls of twine that uh, some t villagers decide to make? Yeah, it is, yeah. Next is it? Is it? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, Mount Rushmore. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course, yes. Fair, Mount Rushmore. Fair. Uh, Very which, square state. 
Yeah. It's got to be up there as one of the squarest next to Wyoming. Do maybe. you feel Do you feel disappointed when you see how square the borders are in some US states? Yeah, I, I mean, like it should be more natural. Yeah, I mean, Montana's a joke. Oh no, no, Monta- <laughs> yeah, Montana. Where does Montana end? Montana just right bleeds up. into Idaho. What are you doing there? It's right up there. No, there, is, there, there, oh, there, there will is be a border. I mean, I'm not sure that anyone on earth has ever cared about the border between Montana and Idaho. <laughs> but I'm pretty <laughs> but sure it does exist. But it's why, like, Wyoming is, is, is completely bloody square. I mean, that's just magnificently square. And, and it intersects Yellowstone. How do you mark that out in Yellowstone? Do you remember that email we had about, about where there was a um, situation where, from some kind of weird reason, I think it was in Yellowstone National Park, mm. you could technically commit a murder in that exact spot and no one would take jurisdiction responsibility That's for true, it. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I mean, if, if you thought you were going to get whacked, you wouldn't, wanna, you wouldn't get in oh, the car, would you? Speaking of that, by the way, mm-hmm. um, I watched a, a fucking brilliant documentary on um, Channel 4. Right. So, I got so frustrated. So, I am a man. I make no bones about this. Mm. I am a man who every three months on average will watch every episode of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Right, right okay. Yeah, yeah. But all four's business model yeah. online is yeah. absolutely obscene. I don't right. know if you're familiar with it. Okay. It serves up the most unbelievable amount of adverts you've ever seen in your life. Right? It's, 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 mo- it's and they're, they're lo- they seem to be longer adverts as well. It's fucking mad. It must not be um, governed by the minuteage, adminuteage law in broadcasting. I, I, I think with, I think, Presume, I think it's. Did you not think it's more exquisite because you get a little timer, which you don't normally. You didn't used to get with obviously adverts. Yeah, but the timer annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, because you know you could be. It really does. Yeah, it annoys the shit out of me. But if you if it wasn't there, I think you'd find the adverts more uh, okay. Three minutes at the start of an episode. Yeah, three four minute breaks. In the episode. Yeah. So there's four, eight, that's 15 minutes of adverts for a 40 yeah. ish minute show. That's why I'm downloading Stathouts Facts Illegally. I'll, I'll say it now. That's a personal opinion. Um, <laughs> what I did is I did what they exactly wanted me to do, the bastards. Hmm. I now pay three ninety nine a month for no ads. Okay. Yeah. There's loads of stuff on there. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, I thought to myself, three ninety nine a month is expensive if I'm just watching Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares once every three months. Hmm. So I need to find, do a deep dive. I need hmm. to get in there, see what's going on. And I found this documentary called Murder in the Alps. Have you heard right. of it? No. Incredible story. Incredible story. And I won't spoil you, but I'll give you the premise. Is that the one where there's like a car? Uh... A family are killed. I was talking about this last Friday with somebody, weirdly. A family are, 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 are... So the mother and father are killed. A random cyclist is killed. Mm. And the two daughters survive. Horrific situation. But that, it looks yeah. like an execution, like a hitman style thing. In the middle of, the, of a quiet town mm. in the Alps. And the family are British. They're from Surrey, uh, and um, it's about the investigation. Mm. It's, it, it, it would, I, I would recommend it to anyone. Um, yeah, I, was, I was talking to one of the journalists who were out there. Uh, oh, did, really? Because there were loads of journalists. Yeah. Out, was, that, was that who you were talking to about? Yeah, it? yeah. It wasn't the Miracle, was it? Talk no, it was, it was. It was. It was Mark Edmonds who did the Bernie mm. uh, Stack show. Oh, he was on that as well, was he? He was uh, yeah, on that case yeah, as well. Quite a few. <gasps> did he find? Did he think it was fascinating as well? Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, crazy case. Yeah, he's, it's, anyway, it's absolutely insane. I won't say anything else because I don't want to give it away, but. It's well worth a watch. Uh, next email, um, Daniel. Are we? How, how far are we? Do we do an ad break? No, we'll do this email first. Right. Um, Daniel, uh, hi to you, Daniel. He says, Eden, lads, long time listener, first time emailer. I am emailing regarding a school injustice oh. that happened when I was in year eight. <laughs> it still hurts, still burns. He says, I'm still working my way through your back catalogue. I'm on episode 194, which according to producer Rory was almost three years ago. Um, so we'll not find out if you read my email for some time. We're reading it now. 
Um, so you're going to have quite the wait until you hear it, but you are going to hear it. Uh, while at school in IT, um, me and my friends happened across a fake porn pic mm. of Britney Spears and Christina Aguilero. <laughs> he's written Christina Aguilero. Christina, he's written Christine Aguilero. Yeah. It's Christina Aguilera yeah. and a dildo. <laughs> Which he spelled correctly. I think he um, has spelled. Oh, have I read it wrong? Aguilera. That's on me. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Daniel. I'm very sorry about okay. that. Um, I will start the sentence again. <laughs> um, while at school in an IT lesson, me and my friends happened across a fake porn pic of Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and a dildo. Mm. We were supposed to make a, mu- a music like poster Cluedo. and decided we would add pics of famous singers. Innocent motive, I swear. While searching for pics of Britney Spears, we happened across the offending picture which involved two women and the photoshopped heads of the two singers. Needless to, needless to say, we were beside ourselves and grabbed all the other lads in class to have a look. The lesson ended and we thought nothing of it until the next day. One of the lads in our group then went home, printed it off full size and full colour and then carried it into school the next day. This is classic banter. Classic school banter. <laughs> this was fine until one of the teachers proceeded to find it in a PE locker that very same day and call our entire class in for interrogation. She was absolutely terrifying and we folded like a deck of cards <laughs> as she proceeded to inform us how horrified her mother would be for her to have seen it. This resulted in a letter home to my parents, which I've attached, with me alongside the other lads being placed in isolation where the only means of entertainment was to play Connect Four with the teacher. <laughs> My dad was very angry, or so he told me, and marched up to school to confront them on the basis they failed to protect their delicate son from harmful, harmful content. <laughs> it's a great dad move. Upon arrival at the school, he was asked to wait next to the staff room where he heard the teachers all having a laugh at our expense. Needless to say, their laughter subsided when my dad strode in and informed them it was his son they were laughing at and proceeded to lecture them on their failure to, failure to protect children from harmful content online. <laughs> when he got home, I thought the punishment would pass for me being an innocent party but I was still in isolation and I was grounded for a week. Over the rest of my childhood, my family still referred to me as getting in trouble as an oops, I did it again moment. And the lesson is if you find such images, keep them at home and don't enlarge and print them off in full colour. Yeah, that's uh, bare minimum, isn't it? My wife finds the story hilarious and has the letter from the school framed on her desk and I can confirm the image is still available online for research purposes. <laughs> I hope you are both well and love the show. Uh, so anyway, I'll read, this, I'll read the email very quickly. Um, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Jones... I'm writing to, conf- to you to confirm the contents of a conversation we had on Wednesday evening, 4th December. During the morning of the Wednesday, 4th December, I was called to the PE department where it was clear that a number of boys had been looking at a pornographic picture that had been printed from the internet. This is dated the 5th of December 2002, by the way, so still yeah. very early in the uh, internet's uh, life. The boys were not being forthcoming in admitting to their teachers who was responsible. As a result, I spoke to the class, and one boy put up his hand and admitted that he had found the picture by a bin in school and had been showing it around. He later altered that admission, keen to, admission, keen to tell the truth, and informed me that it was uh, not in fact correct, and he had printed the picture off at home, brought it into school, and showed it to a few of his friends. The boy had accessed this site in school with your son Daniel during a lesson when they were looking for information on Britney Spears. (laughs) The pornographic site came up, and neither child reported this to the member of staff. The other boy then went home and decided to print it off and bring it to school. Clearly this is a serious situation, as material of this kind is totally unacceptable and must not and should not be ever be brought into school. Daniel understands this, and I found him to be honest and truthful in relation to this matter. Grass. He was keen to apologise to me and for me to understand that he had made a stupid mistake and did in fact now realise how serious the circulation of the material can be. He also understands that he should have reported this to a member of staff. However, Daniel realises that because he was keen to outline his involvement from the beginning and provided me with enough detail, blah, 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 etc etc letter home from school about a porn pic 
Pete Donaldson. It's good stuff. And uh, yeah, still available. Um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, just choose better heads, guys. If you're going to do this sort of thing, just choose better heads. She looks like she's been tickled. I, I, um, I also think that should the school bear some responsibility for that? How have they not even got safe search on at school? Yeah, but it might have been like the wild, like, you know, back in the day when the wild, you know, you could 2002. Sort of, yeah. 2002. Oh, okay, yeah. was it? Okay, right. Well, that, yeah. I mean, that, that was, it was like the wild west out there, I suppose. It was probably much easier to find that sort of thing. But yeah, an astonishing, uh, astonishing bit of work from the teachers. I, 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 I could never be dads. a teacher because I could never type that letter. I just, I just, I could not bring myself. I, oh, like the letter just needs to go, oh, come on, mate. Yeah. That's <laughs> all just fucking come it's got to be the acceptable equivalent of I've got to write this letter yeah. I don't want to write it yeah. you don't want to read it but we've got to do it and here we are <laughs> thanks very much you're sincerely don't do it again yeah. that's it isn't it yeah the kind of like if you sort of like when we all die and like the thing that's left behind will be that letter and not us and and the oral history of that situation will be Careful. more human and more kind of like understanding but the admin is the only thing that's left behind and it's very it's very sort of like... Would well, you reckon it'll be people who interpret that in 100 up. years ago? This is what school was like. This is, <laughs> exactly. In 2002. Exactly. And, 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 and there were, you know, big summit meetings about this stuff. It's just like, it's not how kind of people work, I suppose, is it? So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, re- it's a real shit. You must, have, you must have been guilty of this kind of thing yourself at school, Peter. I don't, I don't remember uh, ever finding pornographic uh, stuff. I, I honestly don't think, when I was using computers back in the day, I, that, that, that there was a... <clears throat> I didn't think it was really out there, that sort of thing, to be honest, at the point in which I was... What, not even of, a little kind of... I was of, in um, year eight. little pixelated JPEG. Nah. Two pages to load. I was on the uh, Ooh, Olga. What's that, pair of boobies? I was, on the, <laughs> I was on the Olga, the online guitar archive. Oh, I used to use that I all the time. just print out reams and reams of... Uh, I used to do that all the time. Guitar. Did that, did that, turn, into ult- did that turn into Ultimate Tab? Ultimate tabs? Uh, yeah, probably. They probably used the same thing. Th- those tabs would have been written in like the fucking 90s, early 90s. And they sort of found their way. Because it would have started as like a Usenet group or something. It would have started as an old CD or something. It's just amazing that they uh, that, that those things would have been adopted by the internet and, and could become part of something way bigger and way more um, I've got commercial. Beep. I've got beep with ultimate tabs. Right. Ultimate guitar tabs, yeah. whatever it's called. Then there's no The quality control is really poor. Right. There's no, so you've got a system where you upload... So people will upload guitar tabs they've worked out for for, for, for well-known songs, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Popular songs. And there'll be a star system on the side of each tab. Yes. There'll be those different versions. And obviously, generally speaking, if it gets a better mark, it's a better tab. Mm. But there are some in there that are so obviously wrong. And then they'll put at the bottom. And they've been up there for like 15 years. Mm. They'll put at the bottom. Oh, have you got any um, suggestions for improvements? Just email me um, guitarlegend.hotmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that email hasn't been used for years. The amount of times, it's surprising to me. This is a really nerdy point. But it's surprising to me that if you sit there, put some music on, I want to play that song, and you work out the guitar mm. tab next to the song... It's so obviously wrong. I don't understand why well, people are so arrogant to upload it. Yeah, but I mean, but you think, but people are torn deaf, aren't they? So they think they're right. They think they, well, they, they be they else. Be in, listen, they shouldn't be in. Listen, that's like people are shit football. The, they're not on, playing the Premier League, are they? they? On the, on, old, this isn't Premier League football. This is having to kick around at the park. We're Same saying five, fr- five blocks from the, from the, the Villanova WhatsApp group. Villanova? Yeah. That's What's right, it called that? I don't know. I think you found a Brazilian team from, from down. Oh, down, you know, in the, sp- down in the league. Speaking of that, you know that um, I remember I, I told you guys. Very was, Sunday league, that, innit? Yeah, big time. Very Sunday league. Uh, do you remember I told everyone about that tour that my old football team went on? Right. Um, they just stopped uploading Instagram pics oh, halfway through. I don't know what's annoying. happened. I need to find out what went on. Cause it's, yeah, because it feels like there's an abandoned car. People, they were really, they were really enthusiastic about it. Oh, and then it just stopped. Anyway, yeah. should we squeeze one more email in? Yeah. You do it. 
All it's right. the wedding, cool. ring, wedding ring. Oh, one. actually, before we get the wedding ring... Uh... Have we done an ad break? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah, people aren't going to bother. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's Pete and Luke with the chore. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, uh, before we get to our final email, yeah. uh, this morning, uh, hot day, taking Buckley, the 15-year-old dog, for a walk, um, and I realised that the little kind of like uh, canister that's connected to the lead uh, didn't have any... Um, poo bags. Sh- poo bags. I was oh, like, shit. shit. He did a poo outside just around the corner from my house. Did a poo outside someone's house. I was like, shit. Literally. Uh, dragged, <laughs> him, dragged him, uh, dragged uh, uh, Buckley back. Uh, oh, finished the walk and, and walked back. And then on my way to work, got on the old scoop scoop, um, <laughs> down the road. And my neighbour waved at me. Hello, Neil, on the corner. I went, hello, mate. And then he just saw me stop randomly in the street. Pick up a shit. Pick up a shit and then scoot off. Just looking really like furtive. I- like I'm the poo stealer. You I've in the, spotted in the a poo in, in the there. scooter's exhaust. <laughs> oh dear. It was, it it's not a good look, just stealing it, poos. At least it wasn't dark. At least it wasn't Because that would look that really odd, even worse. the poo yeah. yeah, Very good. <laughs> this email you're about to read, Pete, has got a oh. similar kind of um, vibe. Poopies. It's from Sadiq. Thank you, Sadiq. Uh, hi, Luke and Pete. Listening to the last episode where Pete mentioned the video of the sewage pipe. Uh, reminded me of a story that happened to me that y'all might enjoy. Uh, first weekend in my new job at a big sports retailer. It was the morning shift and I urgently needed to take a shit. Um, as it was my first week, I hadn't got the access card to bypass the locked door to get in the office and staff lounge where the staff toilets are. So I headed out to use the public toilet located outside of the building. Almost done doing the business, I decided I should take off my wedding ring before I wash my hands. So at this point, 
I'm still seated on the toilet, pants around my ankles. Uh, while removing the ring from my left hand, it slips. Clink, clink, ploop. It hit the toilet seat twice before falling at the toilet bowl. I took a minute to compose myself and figure out the next, co- next course of action. I decided uh, the best way forward... Uh, was to turn my phone flashlight on uh, and see if I could get a glimpse of the ring, and then I'll figure out how to fish it out. As I stood up with my pants still around my ankles, mind you, uh, my flashlight ready to shine at the ball, I heard the click of the automatic flush. In oh, the spur, killer, that's a stinker! In the Literally. spur of the moment, in blind, blind panic, uh, what my wife would have to say when I told her I lost my wedding ring in the cra- crapper, I shot my arm into the ball, uh, threw the literal shit, and managed to grab onto something solid. As I felt the rest of the sludge flush down the pipe, I was beyond relieved when I looked down and I was holding onto my uh, wedding ring, a cautionary tale never to remove jewellery in precarious uh, situations. Uh, keep up the good work. I've got no batteries in my hand uh, as I'm writing this email in my parked car because my wife finds it very odd that a 30-year-old man writes emails to podcast shows. Well, he, has to, he has to do it in you, secret. Sadiq. I guess, like, if you're... I've, I don't wear uh, jewellery because I'm not married, uh, but they... If you put, like, a wedding ring on, like, surely you'd want them to wash the wedding ring as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't... I, I, I wouldn't... So I don't take my wedding ring off to wash my hands. Yeah, okay. But when I get home, I'll take it off and put it in a little... Tray tub tray thing. Oh, do you jewelry little, little jewelry tray? Yeah, oh. uh, because it's it's quite awkward having that one all the time. I think. Right. But then my so LC, my father-in-law mm. and my dad, they would literally never take theirs off. Yeah. So I think it depends. It's I find I find if I think about jewelry, I, I find it very oppressive when I start to think about it. This necklace has, has, has been alright, but like mm. anything on the hands, I just can't. Yeah, it does take a bit of getting used to. I think that um, never take. I mean, just never take it off in public because you're gonna. It's, yeah, it's gonna. It's one of those things. Mm. Things are gonna happen to it. I mean, that's a particularly horrific version of that story. But I've heard so many people doing it. Um, but I tell you what, on that note, I, this necklace here, um, me, me and my wife got for me ages ago. It's actually got a lot of sentimental value to me. Mm. And um, um, for reasons I can't be asked to go into, and no one will find interesting. But anyway, I I lost it. Right. I was like gutted. I was fucking gutted about it. I was genuinely really yeah, upset. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and. Um, and I didn't know where it had gone, and I spoke to loads of people who, you know, who see me wearing it, and I tried to piece the piece the um, piece the um, story together. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I had it on in the morning when I left the house to come into work. But when I was on, I think I was doing a ramble, and I remember reaching for it, and it wasn't there. And I was like, mm. oh, fucking hell, what's happened? So I thought, oh, what's happened is I must have lost it on the way to the train station because mm. I remember on the train having it on. Spoiler: I didn't have it on, <laughs> uh, but I thought I did. So. Um, I told my wife and she's like, oh, this is a real shame. And she could see how upset I was. She started looking for replacement ones and all the rest of it. Um, but she she was really lovely about it. She was like, look, I'm going to try and find it for you. So mm. she went onto the street WhatsApp group mm. and sent a, a message around yeah. saying that it might have might have been dropped um, between our house and the train station, of which the majority of that walk is on our street. The street yeah. So um, please keep your eye out for it. And all these people replying and really lovely saying, oh, yeah, of course we will. And I said, this, this image of people just looking out for it while they're walking their dog or going yeah. to work. About five minutes after that, I found it wrapped up in a pair of jeans. Nice. Uh, that okay, I obviously cool. thought I was going to wear yeah. and put back in the wardrobe, not worn, because maybe I put shorts on or something. Right. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. I said to Mimi, look, this is what's happened. I've found it around really. my neck. I said, I'm going to front up to you. Yeah. Do I'm you mind fr- if I don't message the WhatsApp group? Because <laughs> I've never once sent a message ever in the history of the group. So they're just going to think I'm a complete fucking moron. Yeah. That's my only contribution. Yeah, so well, we... You're going to look like me in the morning, just looking around for shits. To yeah, steal. I know, yeah. Looking around the streets. Yeah. So we compromised on me not fronting up on the WhatsApp could you not, group. Could you not do like a little kind of uh, vignette of you kind of in the street going, 
I found it. Not really overacting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can oh can you goodness. believe it? <laughs> yeah. It's around this cat's neck. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of it. That's it. We're All done. Right, then. We're, We're done. We'll be back on Thursday. Farewell. Thank you very much indeed for listening. It's hello at lukeandpeachshow.com if you do want to email in. We are at Luke and Pete Show on the old social medias. Cool. Much thanks to uh, producer Rory. Does all the hard yards. Does, thank, yeah. Thank you to everyone at Stack as well. And thank you, most importantly, for listening. And we will see you next time. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me as well. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The championship season is over, and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe.